Welcome to the Female Millennial Entrepreneur Podcast, the show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina. I am so happy to have Shannon and Jen here. They're co-founders of Kidspire Crate, and I can't wait for you guys to hear what this is all about and where they got the idea for this cool company. So Shannon and Jen, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having us. Hey, thank you for having me. So I like to always start by just getting the basic background of what your business is, how you got started, and what that journey has been like. Yeah. So we have been friends for a very long time and have small children, and which keeps us very busy. And what we had noticed over the last few years is that there is a lack of female characters and diverse characters in a lot of the books that our kids were given or had been reading. And there's also this real divide in the types of toys that they have. So, you know, everything's either pink or blue. And, you know, in having conversations with this, we realize that we have an opportunity here to showcase the amazing things that girls have done in a way that is accessible by both boys and girls. Because for us, it's so important that we are not just talking to girls about all the cool things girls have done. Um, yes, they absolutely need to know that they are amazing and wonderful just as they are. And boys need to be included in that conversation. So yeah. in terms of how we started our business, um, we we have such a passion for this that a lot of things um, naturally fell into place. And we realized that there's, there's a market for, for something like this. Yeah. And you both had, you both had strong backgrounds in other things before this, right? It's not like this is the first kind of big project you've done. Tell, like, tell us about what, how, kind of where you both came from and how you came together for this. Yeah. So I have a, uh, I have a bachelor's in human resources actually. And then I also have a master's in business and my career background was previously in HR. And so I have some experience with equity, diversity, and inclusion, and I'm now working as a management consultant and, um, you know, which talks a lot about project management and business strategy and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, had a good background in the, uh, startup and planning and strategy of a business. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I'm a registered nurse actually for the last over 10 years. And I, through being a registered nurse, um, I work in maternity and I had a lot of discussion about how, like when a baby is first born, one of the first things you say is, is it a boy or a girl? Like gender is such the basis where we started from, but being a registered nurse, I also do, um, I have my own business team, prenatal classes, sleep coaching, um, newborn workshops. So I've been kind of playing with starting my own business and, um, and how to advertise and how to grow that side business for the last couple of years before we started Kidspire Crate. Cool. So it kind of, it sounds like it was kind of natural for both of you. You were friends first, I mentioned, were you just friends or did you have some, was, did you have some connection from your past professional experiences? No, we are best friends. We are actually husbands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we met in high school. 
Oh my gosh. So yeah. It's been a long time. High school. And are you, do you have kids that are similar ages? Yeah. Um, my little, well, I guess my oldest is three years old. And then I have one that's almost turning uh, one year old. And then Shannon's little girl is right in the middle of the two boys. Oh, perfect. That's mm-hmm. so sweet. I love that. Oh my gosh. Friends, friends from high school and then decided to do a business together. That's awesome. So two girls and a boy between you. Is that what you said? That's right. So, okay. That's awesome. So I imagine you have lots of little testers for the boxes <laughs> and figuring out what to put in them and, and making sure everybody's going to like to play with those. But I wanted to talk a little more about like behind the scenes of the business before we get a little bit. I'm, I'm really curious to hear more about what actually goes into the boxes and how you like how you go about doing that. But I want, I need to hear a little bit more what it's like to work with work together as high school friends and now co-founders of this business. Like, how does that work? How did you go into it and be like, let's do this together. Do you divide up, divide up like kind of the tasks really carefully? Do you just, are you in constant communication? How do do you guys have like certain (laughs) meetings to go over this stuff? Like how does that stuff work? I, as someone who's always done business by myself, I always find that super kind of intriguing and fun, but also I imagine there's challenges too to do something like this with a friend yeah yeah it's um so we have been friends this is our 20th uh friend anniversary this year <laughs> and we so obviously we've been close for a very long time but starting a business together I would say has brought us like even closer and we talk constantly <laughs> probably <laughs> all day every day about this yeah um we, in terms of like some more of like maybe the technical pieces we we meet twice a week um typically after the kids go to bed mm-hmm. for at least a couple hours each time two to three hours each time wow. and in between that we you know we kind of have like our own pieces of work that we uh work on so whether it's you know marketing or like product development or you know strategy or, or things like that and we actually use slack for any kind of business communication and we have it set up for like the different channels that we need to talk about and and we try really hard to keep things organized in there and then we just use like regular sms texting if we like are talking non-business things Mm -hmm. so is the team mostly just the two of you right now or do you have other people also at this point who are doing different different things for the business who are in there too yeah it's it's just the two of us right now go ahead jen oh yeah that's what i was gonna say it's just the, the two of us at this point um, and like Jen says, we're trying to really kind of separate kind of our friendship and then the business aspect of it by keeping these two different platforms going. Um, but one of the things we had to make sure kind of in the beginning before we started is we realized it is just the two of us. So if we have very differing opinions on where we want to see our business, how are we going to do a tiebreaker? Yeah. And so some of those stuff actually came into um, creating our business plan. And what, what are we going to do when, when we don't see eye to eye? I forgot we 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 wrote and signed a partnership agreement mm. and it talks about you know what the business is going to do and like to Jen's point like how we are going to problem solve and resolve you know conflict resolution and and like all of all of those things because you want to do that when like things are good uh, so that when things if things are not good you you already have a structure to fall back on. Yeah, that seems really, really smart. Did you have anyone look over that for you guys to be like, maybe are we not seeing anything? Are we not thinking of 
something that might come up because we are doing this while we're in a good space or did you just kind of <laughs> do it yourself? No, we did it ourselves, but we found a template online and then tailored it to our, our needs. Awesome. So have you had to use it? Have you ever had, have you had like a tiebreaker issue so far or not so much? I don't think we've had to use that so far. You know, we have had kind of these scenarios where it's like, I would like to do this and I want to see this, um, you know, and then we just kind of say our opinions and why and just go into more details. And one of us basically kind of goes, you know, I, I see your point and I like it and let's go in that avenue and try it. Cool. Yeah. I mean, fingers crossed it stays like that. Yeah. You've been friends for this long. I guess you probably, you have some, you have some things already kind of figured out in terms of like problem solving and how to, you know, how each other works and how to kind of deal with each other if you're not necessarily seeing eye to eye. So I guess that can definitely be a plus probably for you. That's really, really good. I love it. So you're still working separately in separate jobs as well. Right. So what is, it sounds like you guys must just have a lot going on. Like what does a day look like (laughs) for each of you? I was going to say like, what, what feels like a successful day in order to like be kind of bringing this business forward, obviously being moms and like everything else, but how do you like, how do you do that? What does that look like? Shannon, what does the day look like for you? So for me, um, you know, I am uh, on mom duty um, first thing in the morning and um, then I do a full-time job. So I'm typically working until uh, just before dinner time. We do family dinner and, and, you know, all of that stuff. Typically, I am working on kids fire crate uh, after my daughter goes to bed, um, which I'm very lucky that she is typically asleep by seven. Um, and it gives me a lot of time to then work on things. Uh, sometimes I have to get things done throughout the day. So whether it's on my lunch break or if I have to send a quick email or something like that, then, then I will definitely do that. Or, you know, it's, if we're running like social media accounts and stuff, like I may have an opportunity to scroll through and comment on people's accounts or like things or, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but a successful day for me is, um, usually like it starts very early and ends probably 10, 10 or 11 at night. And, you know, if I can get something off my plate or, you know, through the, out the door, then, you know, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot. And for me, I'm actually just finishing the end of my maternity leave. So oh, okay. um, I still have the, the other business with running my prenatal classes and sleep coaching and that kind of stuff. That's very organized on very specific days. Um, and then the rest, I am at home with my two boys. So like Shannon says, you kind of utilize the time that you have. And so for me, it's uh, nap time. And so nap time, I'm very, you know, I have my to-do list and I quickly get through what I can. And then just after the boys go to sleep is when I get a lot of my other work done. And I'm really happy and thankful that I have a really supportive husband as well. And so he'll take over some of the the care and the needs that the boys need when he's home so that I can work on some of this business stuff on those days as well. So it's really a lot of, a lot of organization, a lot of what's happening on this day and very structured. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I think it's like finding time when you have it and squeezing in what you can and knowing exactly what you need to get done when you're going to have those times so that you're not sitting there like, wait a minute, let me scroll through like what we have going on and see what I should be working on right now. It's Mm -hmm. like, it sounds like you probably always know exactly what's going to 
what's going to help move the needle or whatever, whenever you have five minutes or 20 minutes. Yeah, that's right. And is it, it is sometimes just utilizing those five minutes, you know, just setting off a quick email in that little period can mm-hmm. get you farther later on that day. But yeah. I think for, for me, um, I hope Shannon as well, because we do meet, you know, twice a week and so often, um, that we know kind of in the next couple of days, these are our goals and kind of at the end of those hours that we spend together, okay, this is my top priorities. This is what I'm going to work on. So when we leave, um, our meetings, we have our priority list and we slowly just pick away at it over the days until we can meet each other again. Yeah. It sounds like you guys probably have like, it's a like good accountability, right? Cause it's like, you know, you're going to mm-hmm. talk again in the next couple of days. So it's like, all right, I better get done these things. It's not like we talk and I'm like, eh did you do your things? Cause I haven't done the things I was going to do. That must feel tricky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really cool though. So how long have you guys been doing this technically? Like, I mean, I guess tell us when, wh- how long have the boxes existed, like the launch of them or whatever. And then how long have you actually like, obviously I imagine you started working together on it before that. Yeah, we actually just launched uh, in July. Um, we've been working on this since uh, late last year. And um, have a bunch of boxes going out next week, actually. Um, so it's been an amazing ride so far. And we actually just got notified yesterday that we've been nominated for Best New Box Award. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, um, it's amazing. And also, I think, indicative of the desire for the community to have a variety of role models and characters and people to point to for their kids. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this is a great time to kind of shift a little bit more into talking about what actually these boxes are. Maybe we should have started there, but yeah. So tell us where, where did the idea actually come from and what is the deal with the boxes? Tell us what, what it is. Uh, So for me being a mom of two boys, it was kind of interesting. It just kind of evolved where the, you know, all the gifts and the presents that uh, my son was getting was all very masculine toys. And so it'd be, you know, like for me, I actually grew up with just a sister. So I came from kind of like playing and the, the traditional way of they would say like the girls playing and then, you know, role playing with Lego and superheroes and all this different stuff. It was like a, a new kind of world for me. And as a big Disney fan, you know, we watched some of the Frozen videos and my little guy loves Elsa. Mm-hmm. And so we were trying to get him some Elsa toys to play with. And all we could find for like, even just t-shirts, they were all girl t-shirts. There was nothing that I could find that was just a general neutral t-shirt with kind of the, the more girl aspect of, of toys. And so we kind of saw this, this gap um in the in the toys and we wanted to really kind of I don't want to say fix it but we wanted to just try and start overturning the traditional roles that you know boys have to wear blue they have to have short hair they have to play with trucks girls have to wear pink you know they have to have long hair we wanted to just make it you know whatever toy whatever interest that you have that's what you can play with and have fun with it absolutely yeah so where did it go from there did you did you was your initial thought like let's make boxes for this or did you have any other ideas or try to find it somewhere else and not not be able to I imagine yeah it was a bit of trying to find it and not being able to find it but Shannon had the idea of doing a subscription box and I just fell in love with the idea um especially I think subscription boxes are like getting um you know Christmas gifts every month Mm -hmm. Uh, and so we just kind of started off with 
you know, reading for to our children, I think for both of us is really important. And it's a big aspect of our day is to set some time and sit down and read. Um, and so we wanted to start off by including a book of somebody that we thought just did such an amazing thing yeah, as a woman. Um, so anyone like maybe Jane Goodall, or we have this book called Galaxy Girls that highlights all the girls that did math for NASA or astronauts, you know, any kind of that just, just amazing women. Mm-hmm. And so we started off with wanting to pick kind of a book that was age appropriate for the boxes that we have, and then create the activities to, for these kids to play with so that they can kind of keep, keep that woman and keep the idea of how women can, can do and be anything throughout the month and continue to play with activities or toys and role play and just have fun as well. Yeah, I love that. And I like that, especially that, like what you said, you know, you thought of it kind of initially with your boys. And we think a lot of times people are like, well, girls need to see, you know, women depicted in books and women who have done great things and feel like there's a, you know, women to look up to and that they can be anything. But I love the idea that boys need to see that too. And you wanted to find that for your boys. And obviously everything in the boxes is totally applicable and fun and wonderful for boys and girls. We spent a lot of time making sure that the items in the box, whether it's, uh, you know, toys or activities or experiments or, you know, crafts or, or whatever it is, are gender neutral. So yes, the book is about a girl. Um, but there's no reason why a boy can't read that book and then, and then have fun, you know, playing with whatever's in the box. Totally. I feel like I sort of try to make sure that we have books that, that are about women and like girls doing great things. We have like little leaders, women who change the world or whatever that book is like, and like a lot of, we, I don't know. I feel like we have a bunch and I didn't necessarily do it on purpose, I think, but I think like I'm kind of drawn to the, you know, we have, a couple books that I can picture that are like kind of focused on women changing the world. And I mean, he doesn't notice obviously, like, I mean, my son's five. So I think at that stage, they're not like thinking like, Oh, my book's about a girl. My book's about a boy. Like he's just, it's like a person who did something cool, I think at that stage. And that's when you kind of have to catch that. So he's not going to even be like, Oh, this is about like a woman hero, but that's the best way to do it. Right. Is to like, make sure they're seeing that stuff before it's even a thing they would think about or think was not normal. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. In, in starting this company, you know, and in doing the research into um, gender equality and and how to, how to teach that to um, kids, you know, there's a lot of research that says that gender bias actually starts a lot younger than we think it does. And so typically by two or three kids are starting to form, you know, whatever the stereotypes are that are around them. And so we have two age ranges for our boxes. We have a three to six and then a six to nine. And the the purpose around that was really that we wanted to catch it, you know, to your point um, and share these role models at a time when kids are just like, okay, like that's the norm, you know, because it should be. Yeah, totally should be. Yeah, that's great. So it's three to six and six to nine. And then you have one that's specifically for siblings too, right? I love that aspect of it. Because if we have two kids, they can do it together. Yes. And we definitely don't want any kids fighting over doing one activity. Yeah. So does that one come with like two sets of everything essentially, or just like activities that are like something you would do together? Yeah, it'd be um, one, one book. So everybody can do the reading together. 
and then two of the activity so that they can kind of they can create their own whatever it is you know craft or or game um, and they can do it on their own but also play it together at the same time cool so I have to ask like how do you come up with the things to go inside like what kind of activity are you like creating those activities are these things that you're you're kind of I mean obviously with the book you're you're curating them out of books that you're finding but what goes into like actually deciding what should go in the box so we spent a lot of time um, like Shannon says doing research and so we started off kind of finding out the age appropriate play and developmental stages of both the age groups um and so when we pick kind of the book and the woman that we would like to highlight then we go back to um, the age appropriate play and how can we incorporate this woman into the certain types of play for these age ranges and so it's a lot of research a lot of finding out you know what activities are already out there um, like you said, kind of testing them out on our own kids and seeing what works, what doesn't work, tweaking it and changing it for what for what our ideal scenario is. So it's a little bit of combination of both creating and um, discovering what's already out there. And what we really try and focus on too is that when we when we create these activities, you know, whatever is involved, is that we want to supply everything that's needed. So that when you open up this box, you don't have to, oh, hang on, I gotta run and grab the scissors, or oops, hang on, I gotta go run and grab paint and paintbrush. What if, you know, what if you don't have the tape or the measuring tape or you know, whatever's involved is that you just open it up and you go and you have fun. We want to make it easy for the parents as well. Mm-hmm. Um, especially right now with COVID, everybody's trying to figure out how to entertain their kids mm-hmm. while they're busy, you know, doing their their business at home at the same time. And so here's your box, go and have fun and let us take take over worrying about all the different stuff that goes into doing these activities. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I think everybody needs boxes right now. (laughs) We need things to keep them busy. Totally. So I know you said you just launched in July. What is kind of your plan? Do you have expectations or plans for what you're hoping to, how you're hoping to have it grow in the next year or what you expect to come in the next couple months as things kind of get rolling a bit more? Yes. We're so excited. Uh, we have a number of things lined up for the fall. Um, we typically work at least a few months in advance. So right now we're doing November's boxes. Mm-hmm. And with um, these are great as gifts as well, particularly for, um, you know, one of the um, target markets, I guess I could say for subscription boxes too, for kids particularly as grandparents. And especially grandparents who don't live near their kids, you know, so if they want to get them something, whether it's Christmas or their birthday or whatever, you know, being able to set something up to send every month uh, is such a treat for uh, little kids. So uh, Christmas, of course, you know, is such a big time for um, so many people. And um, we have lots of plans around other products that we can branch out into we are looking at um, signing up for some of the other platforms to be able to get our box out there and uh, just really looking forward to, um, you know, just being able to share some of the cool things that girls have done with people. Yeah, that's awesome. What have you done so far in terms of like, how did you try to first start getting it out there? I know you said you already kind of got uh, nominated for an award, which is amazing. Like, how did you get it out in front of people and start getting people to sign up from the very beginning? 
Yeah, it's um, so we did a pre-launch campaign and once we had our website and a good idea of the boxes that we would be doing over the next few months, we put together, um, it's called a pre-launch page and it's typically like a coming soon um, kind of a thing where people can get an idea of what we're going to do and then leave their email address if they're interested in learning more. And so um, having an email campaign is very helpful for keeping people up to date on how things are going and, you know, what's new and, and getting ready to launch. And so by the time we were ready to launch, we had a lot of interest already, uh, which has been um, super awesome to see. And then aside from that, we've also been running, of course, you know, social media is such a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And so we are on Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest. And for us, you know, it's not just about sharing like what's in our boxes. It's also about sharing, you know, things that are happening in the world related to gender equality and things that, uh, you know, we could be doing like features of women or, you know, for example, like Malala just graduated from Oxford. Like that's amazing, you know? And so being able to share content with people in a way that's relevant to them, um, it's super, super important for us and, um, you know, helps us get the word out. Yeah, I know. That's great. Can you share? I mean, I just thought of this and if you don't have it off the top of your head, I don't blame you, but can you share, like, did you have any kind of uh, goals for, you know, how many of the first box you were planning to sell or like how many you wanted to sell or how many you were planning to prepare? And like, if, if that was kind of on target or if you needed to adjust by having a lot more, or a lot less or anything like that? Yeah, we were, I, I don't, I won't say exact numbers, but I will say that we were just about on target for what we wanted to do. Um, we do limit the number of boxes every month and on purpose because mm-hmm. we want to make sure that each box is um, perfect and like lovingly created, which also, you know, it does help us as well in terms of being able to plan and do inventory and stuff like that. Yeah. So you're like, this is the max amount of boxes we're going to have. We're not going to like mm-hmm. scramble to put together more if a ton more people yeah. signed up. It's like you can get one and then it's closed after. That's right. Out. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So you were kind of on target. Like you had a pretty good sense. You had estimated or whatever <laughs> planned pretty much along the lines of what you ended up selling. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's awesome. That must feel good. So do you expect it to grow kind of month over month? Or are you kind of thinking the people who signed up this month, like that's kind of going to sell it out again for next month because people are, are subscribing. Oh yeah, that's a good question. No, we do expect it to grow. And so we had planned ahead for increases every month. Okay. Um, Yeah. So people can go sign up now. You haven't lost your chance. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's amazing. I, I love the sound of a business that's kind of just launched and basically already found success. I mean, that's, that's essentially what it sounds like, right? Yeah, it's been, we've been really fortunate for sure. And, uh, you know, it's really great to be able to give back to the community. And, you know, we just partnered with a local nonprofit um, that they actually deliver food to kids every Friday that kids have food over the weekend. And, you know, one of the things it was really important to us to be able to give back as well, which you know, is helpful to them and to us, you know, because it gives us an opportunity to share um, the things that they're doing as well. You know, kids can't learn if they're hungry. And so really for us being able to support a, a local nonprofit 
has been, you know, a great, it's, I think it's just important for people to see that businesses are doing their part, you know, and giving back. And that that is also helpful um, in the long run for us too. That's great. I love that you have that aspect to it. And I think people do appreciate that these days when it comes to businesses and where they're going to be spending their money and how they're, you know, businesses that they're supporting are also supporting other people and giving back in a way that that helps the community. So I think that's really, really cool that you guys are doing that, especially from the very beginning, because obviously it's like starting a business is hard (laughs) and no one, no one blames you if you're not already planning to give back (laughs) money at the very beginning but it's awesome if you can. So what else, is there anything else that people should know about these boxes or anything behind the scenes about what you guys are doing? Anything else that I haven't asked? Uh, Well, we'd like to let your listeners know that we want to offer 25% off their first box. Mm -hmm. Um, So if they use a coupon code of FME25, when they order, they can get that 25%. Oh, that's amazing. I think we all need this. I feel like I want to definitely sign up. Yeah, that's amazing. I'll put a link to that in the show notes too. And um, well, actually I want to ask you like, there are two things I always ask at the end. And then obviously I want you to share where people can go to find you guys more and go onto the website and stuff. But what um, is one thing that you wish you had known more about when you first started the business? Oh, we were talking about that. Um, We wish we kind of knew at the beginning how many companies are involved in starting your business. So it's mm-hmm. from the different companies from getting your domain to hosting your domain, your e-commerce website, your shopping cart, your payment, your shipping, all the different aspects that come into just that one process um, has just been really surprising for us. And what we've learned too is that, you know, initially we do our research and figuring out, well, you know, this is the platform that we really like and you know, this is what we want to start doing. And as we get into it and developing it, we realize it may or may not work for us. Mm. And so, you know, that sometimes, oh, you know, this isn't working. Let's take a, take a minute, take a break, do some more research and try a different avenue. You know, and sometimes what you think is going to work at the beginning doesn't end up working out in the end and that it's okay to just reevaluate where you're at when it's maybe not the vision that you had at the beginning. Yeah. I think that's such good, like, advice for everything, like in general. <laughs> in general. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you know, I think something else that we've learned too, is that it's important to just start, you know, the best businesses are solving a pain point in the world. And these could be like everyday things that are annoying to people. And if you can find a way to address that pain point, and put together, it's, it's like a minimum viable product. So just like just a representation of what you want to do and get it out to people and just see what they think about it. That's the best way to get into the market and just see what will happen. And then you can tweak it from there and make it better and better and see if your idea is viable. Because you know when people have great ideas, a lot of them are viable. It just, it does take time and effort and work before you, you know, invest, you know, tons and tons of money in it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think you have to start somewhere and see, like, at least give yourself a chance to see what's going to happen or what could happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Is there anything else, any one other thing that you'd want to share with other entrepreneurs and business owners as they're going along this journey with you? That kind of already was it, right? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. So. Um, no, that's awesome. 
So yeah, tell us, um, well, first of all, what's the website? Where else can we, should we follow on Instagram? Where else should we find the company and or you both? You can find us at uh, kidspirecrate.com and also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at kidspirecrate as well. Awesome. And we'll put those links in the show notes and also the 25% off the first Mm -hmm. box, which I think is awesome. Yeah. I hope everyone really does go and check that out. I think this seems like such a great product and I think it's really awesome that you guys have decided to make it. Thank you. Yeah. We're really excited to see where it goes. Me too. I hope that everyone who listens just kind of follows along and I'm really excited to see you guys along this journey for now, whatever the next couple of years, whatever it ends up being that like we can see you grow and hopefully, hopefully get in front of all the people who need these boxes, which I feel like is like every kid in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I think it is really important for girls and boys to mm-hmm. to see these kind of have these kind of influences in their life and have access to these kinds of books and toys. So I think it's really, really cool. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much for coming on today. Yeah. Thanks for having us. This was so fun. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the Female Millennial Entrepreneur Podcast so you won't miss the next episode and leave a review on iTunes with your favorite takeaway from this episode. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you heard on the show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and other links are always in the show notes and we're always happy to hear from you with thoughts, ideas, or even suggestions of someone you'd love to hear me talk to on the show. You can also submit guests online at polinapr.com slash podcast. Lastly, please drop a comment on the post for this episode on the podcast Instagram at Female Millennial Entrepreneurs to let me know you listened. Tune in next time.